How do we run our businesses when life happens? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray, and I'm a mindset and performance coach over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're talking about something that's really important to me. How do we take care of our professional goals and run our businesses when life happens and blows up our regular every day? A listener reached out with her question, and I'd really like to help. Here goes. Heather, I'm tired. I've never felt as exhausted as I do right now, but I'm scared to stop taking action on my business as it will mean no earnings and more stress. I'm choosing my priorities and scheduling things that need to get done, and I'm even making sure to include self-care. I just seem to be moving so slowly. I have a lot going on in my personal life right now, but doesn't everyone? Do you have any advice on coping strategies or ways to push through? My resilience is wearing thin. Yes, absolutely. I have advice on how to get through this part. I've been there more than once and I'd really like to help. Stay tuned. I'm going to be catching you on the other side. When I was a therapist in private practice, I used to tell my clients that we can have problems in work or we can have problems at home. But when we start having problems in both places, everything starts to fall apart and we quickly get overwhelmed and feel like we lose our minds. I've been there more than once myself. As I was thinking about your question and how I wanted to help today, I couldn't help but remember in 2005 what it was like for me when my husband got injured. Um, he'd been, he and I had been dating for about two years, and prior to that, for eight years, I had been working my way up a corporate ladder, working to become a program director of an adolescent residential treatment facility. On a Monday, I got my dream job. I'd worked for it for eight years, I'd earned the series of promotions necessary to get it, and I had just landed the job and worked out all the nitty-gritty negotiating details on that Monday. On that Friday is when my boyfriend got hurt and suffered a spinal cord injury, and life blew up my regular every day, and I needed to do both. It wasn't really negotiable for me. I, you know, I was in a corporate setting. I wasn't married to my boyfriend. We had no family connection. So family medical leave wasn't an option and I needed the income. And also too, it would be really hard to put my dream aside for my boyfriend's injury. It was an impossible place to be in. But when I realized and I consciously chose both, and that's what it sounds like you've done in your letter, that you're consciously choosing your business while you're juggling your personal life. The question becomes, then how do you do it? What do you need to do to set yourself up for the most success? And when I look back on the choices I made and how I got through that tough time, I chose less sleep. <laughs> it sounds obnoxious to say, and it certainly doesn't sound like the self-care tip you would get from most people, but it really is what I ended up doing because the way I worked it out is I started my workday earlier. I started it before anyone else had arrived to work, and I did all the non-people required tasks in the morning. So any emails I needed to get done, any budgeting paperwork I needed to get done, the scheduling, the payroll, anything that didn't require a person-to-person -person interaction, I did before anybody else on my team had arrived to work. 
That way, when they came to the office to start their day, I was available early on for meetings, phone calls, any follow-up questions that people needed so that I could leave the office early enough to also get to the hospital and visit my boyfriend in rehab. Then it gets better because after I would be at the rehab probably until 9.15 or so at night or whenever the nurse would kick me out, I would go home and I knew that I would crash and burn if I just went to bed. So I always had some sort of nice like fruit snack or sometimes I had tea or toast or something light and comforting to eat because who knows how much nutrition or anything I'd gotten that day and I'd watch one of my television shows. And it sounds so dumb that I prioritize TV, but it sounds like you get what I'm saying because you're doing it too and scheduling your self-care time in for you. So I knew what I needed to set myself up for success, and I made those things non-negotiable. On the other side of it, it meant that I lost some sleep, but I set myself up for success because I ran better on less sleep when I was getting my needs met, and I structured my day to my strengths. As you look at your business, what do you need to set yourself up for more success? I think it's important to think about what your automatic non-negotiables are. So if you look at your personal life and all of the new responsibilities that sound like they've gotten added or all the things that are requiring your time and attention, if you look at the list of non-negotiables, what absolutely must positively get done or dealt with or handled or attended to, what's on that list? And then I want you to do the same thing for your business. What are the absolute non-negotiables that have to get done in order to bring money in? You want to look at this from a sales perspective since you're talking about income. So if you're thinking about, you know, a promotion that's not going to start for another six weeks, you might want to leave that on hold right now and start tending to things that are going to give you an immediate cash flow. Think about the small picture tasks as opposed to the big picture tasks and tackle those one at a time. When you look about when you look at your schedule and you think about all of the things that need to get done personally and professionally, how do you best work? That's what I was saying earlier. How do you set yourself up for success? Are you someone that if you just manage the things in your personal life and tackle those head on early in the day, it'll be easier for you to focus and be more effective and productive at work? Or do you need to know that your work tasks are done and checked off and the list is taken care of so you can give your personal life the attention it needs and deserves? You want to think about how you best operate in the world. And you want to recognize that in times of chaos or stress, difficulty, you know, obstacles, you're going to have to let some things go. But when you can be mindful about what you're letting go, why you're letting it go, and make an intended plan for when you're picking it up next, everything gets easier. And when you put yourself in the driver's seat of this conversation, you feel in control. Right now, I don't know what's going on in your personal life, but life is happening. 
whether or not you decide life is happening to you and that this is something is, you know, has been done to you or you've been handed rather than something you're managing, something you're responding to, something you're taking care of. That's the difference between being the victim and being the person who survives and thrives. If you get yourself in the driver's seat in the frame of this conversation, everything's easier. You're managing a lot, but the emphasis, is, the emphasis there is on you and managing. You're doing it. When you know what you need in order to get the car going where it needs to go, what you need to have packed, what you need to have prepared, what needs to be ready for you at the destination, and you just break these things down to their nuts and bolts, it's easier to get out of your head. You're just focused on the list and you're focused on the task and you're not thinking about the emotional burden you're managing. That's step one. That's logistics. I don't actually think you're asking me about logistics though. I think you're asking, how do you hold both? When you feel personally responsible for your business, for its welfare, its success, for the income it brings in, and how do you also hold the heavy that comes when life is hard? That's the heart of the matter. And I think that I have some suggestions for you. Stay tuned. I've been a clinical social worker for over 20 years now, and it still surprises me sometimes how quickly we can be brought back to a time and space in our lives when things were really hard and fell out of our control. This letter has brought me right back to that time when my boyfriend got injured and I was a new manager trying to get done all the things. And one of the things I was thinking about is a meeting I had, and I actually am so happy to be sharing this lesson with you. It's probably the best advice I've ever been given. Um, I had been meeting with my supervisor. I had been talking to her about how my boyfriend had been injured and he was going to be in a rehab facility for a while. And I knew the job required me to be there, but I was also going to want to be at the rehab facility. And the first thing she said with you know, the first thing she said to me was, Heather, I, I know that this is a really big deal and I'm sorry that this has happened to you, but you need to know something really important. Your team cannot know that this has happened to you. They've lost all of their leaders. There's nobody running the program and they need to see that you're in charge, that you've got this and that you're going to take care of them. Nobody can know you're managing this right now. They won't trust their leader and they'll worry about who has their back. And I remember that pit in my stomach and my eyes welling with tears, thinking like, how am I supposed to keep this to myself? How am I supposed to hold all of this? This is too much. And then she said something that I will never forget. She said, as you run your meetings, as you write every email, as you talk to every staff person, after you talk to every parent, as you move through the building, as you walk through this campus, don't forget for a second that I know what you're dealing with, what you're carrying, and what you're coping with and living with. I am your witness, and I know. And I immediately burst into tears. And those of you who know me probably are not surprised by that. But it was such relief. I didn't need everybody to know. I just needed one person to know. 
And I think sometimes when our life gets really burdened, when things become heavy and feel downright impossible, we think we shouldn't share it. We, you said it right in your letter. You said everybody has problems, don't they? I have no doubt my supervisor was managing her own pile of junk. In fact, I think I found out later that while that was all going on, she was also managing a divorce. It doesn't matter whose pile is bigger. And this idea that our problems or our struggles are a burden for other people, I think is a false weight and an unnecessary weight that we've put on ourselves. If we find a person, we don't need to tell everybody, but I do think that we have to lean on our tribe sometimes. We have to lean on the people who take care of us, who know what we're living with, who know what we're managing. And I had to do this in my personal life because when my boyfriend, you know, had just found out he couldn't walk, he needed that source of strength. He needed me to believe in him and to see that life was going to be good on the other side. And I can remember vividly holding his hand and telling him, you've got this, I've got you, I have no idea how, but we're going to figure this out. And then 20 minutes later, being in the lobby of the hospital, bawling my eyes out on the phone with a friend of mine. We sometimes are called to be strength, you know, strong leaders and strong um examples for people in our businesses and our professional lives. Sometimes we need to do that in our personal lives. And the challenge is always going to be to hold both. But when we are the only one holding both internally and we're not sharing our struggle, we're not releasing our struggle. The burden actually becomes heavier. Part of what's going to set you up for success here is to get really clear on who your people are. Who can you share this with? Who can you talk to? And challenge yourself to allow yourself to do that. Just after all of this happened, my stepmother sent me a plaque with a quote on it that said, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. And I think that's how it goes, right? Every single time it goes exactly that way. And life did give me another opportunity to learn the lessons that I'm teaching you today. And that happened in 2015 when I was suffering from incredible burnout in my private therapy practice. I'd been doing clinical social work, working with people who were struggling with trauma, depression, anxiety for so long at that point, and I just needed a way out. And I had hired a personal coach to help me figure out what my career options were. I knew I didn't want to be a therapist anymore, and I also knew that after 10 years of running my own business, I didn't want to ever work for anyone anymore. I was solidly unemployable, and I knew I needed to find a new path, and that's right when my husband got sick, and it was an eight-month illness that lasted um, five hospitalizations, six surgeries, and two ICU stays, and I needed to figure out what I was going to be doing with my professional life. And it all happened at once. And during that time, what I really focused on was the things that I could do, the things that would set me up for success. So one of the things I did is I called my private therapy practice a little bit. The clients who were weighing me down, who felt incredibly heavy, who I felt like I didn't have the energy for, I was really honest with them and I let them know that and I referred them to other therapists. I didn't hold weight that I knew that I wasn't gonna be successful in holding. It would have only set me up to fail, 
increase my burnout and, you know, stress me out even more. The remaining clients I had, I was really honest and upfront with them that something was happening in my life. I think sometimes, especially in therapy, like there's all these rules and regulations around therapists sharing personal information. And for a while, I tried not to tell my clients what was going on. And it just, it felt like faking and it didn't feel real. It didn't feel natural. And so I was really honest with the remaining clients that I had. And I said, hey, listen, my husband's been sick. It's an illness that we can't seem to get a handle on. He's been in and out of the hospital. I'd really like to continue to work with you. I promise you I'm only going to show up to work when I know I'm ready and able to be here. But that also means on the days that I don't think I can pull that off, I may have to cancel with you. And I gave my clients the choice to continue or not. And I think sometimes we need to do that in business. Transparency builds trust. And I think that we forget that sometimes. We can tell our team members, we can tell our coworkers, we can tell our clients what it is we're managing. We don't need to burden them with the feelings and the anxiety and the fears that come with what's happening, but we can be clear and transparent about what is going on so we don't feel the like the added burden of wearing the mask, covering it up and pretending to be something other than what we are and who we are and what we're managing with. It made everything so much easier when I just got honest and told people what was happening. And then I broke down the list of things I needed to do and I let a lot of it go. I think sometimes we tell ourselves a story that life happens and it happens to everyone so we should be able to manage it and we should be able to deal with it. When in reality, that's simply not true. We do need to let things go. One of the things I needed to let go was cooking. I asked my family to cook me some meals when my husband was sick because I wasn't eating well. I was gaining weight and that was adding to my own stress and burden. So I asked for help. I stopped assuming that it needed to be me who solved all the problems. I let people into my struggle so they could help me, lift me up, boost me up and help make it all better. So often when life happens, we run these expectations in our head that make us think that we have to bend to whatever's happening, that we are responsible for turning ourselves into whatever necessary pretzel shape is required of us to make everything work, to get all of the systems playing nice with one another. I like to turn that on its head sometimes and think about when can we manipulate the situations to fit us, to choose us. And I want you to think about getting in the driver's seat, that if you're taking control of this situation and you start figuring out what needs to happen when for you to be your most effective and be unafraid to ask for it, to reach out for help in the things that just are not happening and the, you know, whatever's falling between the cracks that needs to get picked up, can you ask for help with it? What does, what do you absolutely need to do? What can wait? When you are in control and you are choosing to hold both, you are empowering yourselves to take the lead. When you sit back and you let life happen and knock you over and let you get off course of your dreams and tell yourself it's just not your turn today, you're setting yourselves up to fail. 
And I think if you choose to put yourself in the driver's seat, to get in the car and just drive, recognize that if you're tired and exhausted and you've got only a quarter of a tank of gas left, you need to be in the right-hand lane. You can't supercharge power through your way down a highway when you've only got a quarter of a tank left of gas. You have to use your reserves. You have to think carefully and smartly, but you also simply have to take care of yourself. Make being in the driver's seat of your car, of your life and business non-negotiable, and then you can chart the course, choose the direction, you know where you want to go, you know the non-negotiables for getting there, and you can just drive. I'm so glad you reached out with this question. I hope that sharing my personal story helped you in some way. And you know, reach out again. If you have that personal stuff and you need my two cents on that, I'd be happy to help you because I do think that in order to run the best businesses, we also have to be running our best lives. And I'd love the opportunity to help. If you have a question, anybody else who's listening and you'd like my two cents, do write in. It's heather at choose to have it all.com. You can find me there. And if you ever want to jump on a live coaching call so we can dive deeper into whatever issue you're struggling with, Certainly let me know your interest in that. I'm doing a couple of interviews today, so you'll be getting them on the podcast soon. Thanks so much for joining me today, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.